Hello, my name is Ed Frawley. Uh, my wife and I own Learburn. And this is another one of the questions that we get in through our Ask Cindy portal on the front page of Learburn.com. This is a health-related question. I guess you would call it health. And I'll read it in a second, but anybody that has a training question or a question on their dog's health or breeding, they can write in through the Ask Cindy and and my wife will answer the questions usually the next day. She gets up at five in the morning, goes out and feeds our horses, comes back in, has a cup of coffee and answers the questions from the day before. I'm not sure there are any other websites out there or people with the experience that we have to do this. So we, we try and pick common questions that we see pet owners have. And most of this is for pet owners. Uh, we do have some for some questions occasionally for dog sport questions and for police canine. Some of these health questions that we get kind of stretch the border of, of common sense. And uh, sometimes we get quack questions, not very often. Uh, and I actually went to this customer's uh, on our database and looked her up and she's bought some stuff for us. So it's not a fake question. But here's what she said. She said, this is to Cindy now. She said, Cindy, I went to my vet today. My dog is a nervous dog around new people and it's not interested in being touched or handled by anybody. When I'm with him, he's very obedient and he listens to all of my commands. When we went to the vet today, she insisted that my dog doesn't view me as a leader, which I disagreed with. She took my dog, which had a muzzle on, and his tail between his legs, and tried to walk around with him and assert her dominance. Hmm. I expressed how I thought that was wrong and that the dog is clearly afraid. He didn't know her, and he didn't know the environment that I had put her in. My question is, is this wrong for the vet to do that? From what I've learned from Mr. Frawley, that'd be me, not many people call me Mr. Frawley, and Michael Ellis, is that I should be the only one that handles my dog. Can you give me your thoughts? It's a good question. I will say this, that most vets are very good people, well-trained people, and have your dog's interest in mind. I would say 90% do. There's 10% that fall into a category on an article that I wrote on my website that is, that is titled, Many Vets Do Not Deserve Your Respect or Your Business. And the vet in this question is in that category. She's in the 10% category. I'll say this, that now I'm not, not going after all vets here, but most vets from the last time I heard, when they go through veterinary school, they only have four or six hours of dog training credits. Well, what can you learn in that? Most vets are not dog trainers, very few are. In my life, I've met a few vets that are good dog trainers that compete in dog sports, but the vast, vast, vast majority of them need to learn to stay in their lane, which is healthcare. 
unless you get involved with a, a vet that has specialized in behavioral problems, you might want to be careful about the advice you take on training from your dog. To say that a dog that is nervous about the environment that it's in and the people that you have it near uh, has a problem with leadership is ludicrous. I'm sorry, it just doesn't make any sense at all. So for, for whatever reason, this poor dog is afraid. And to say that that fear comes from a lack of leadership is drop-dead stupid. I don't say that very often about people, but that's the case here. To be honest, uh, I don't like saying this, but this lady made a mistake in her standpoint from being the, the leader of this dog, and that is we don't often hand our dogs off to somebody else to handle, unless we know them, and unless we know that they train in the same system that we train in, as far as being a reward-based trainer, a balanced trainer, and we know they're very good dog trainers. But the mistake that, that this lady made is we want our dogs to trust us, and that's not gonna happen if we take our dog and hand him to somebody else, who then scares the living daylights out of the dog. I'll, give, I'll use an example of one of the ways that we'll teach a dog to trust us, and that's if we're out on a walk with our dog on leash, and we come upon an off-leash dog that comes running up to us, we don't let the dog settle that problem. We stand in front of the dog, and we drive that dog away. We do what we have to do to make that dog have a behavior change and leave the scene. We want our dog to see that we're the leader here, we're, when a problem comes up, we're going to deal with it. And unfortunately, this lady, as nice as she is, didn't deal with that problem by handing her dog off to this, this vet. So keep that in mind. And, and I'm not going to go in here and explain how we drive the dog off. I've done other videos on it, and I've written articles about it. And uh, this is not the place to do it. I just use that as an example. But if you do that enough with your dog, if you walk your dog in areas where there are dogs that are off leash, and if you stand in front of the dog when a dog's coming up and drive the other dog away, teach that other dog, hey, 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 I better not go over there, he's gonna kick my butt. Uh, don't kid yourself that your dog after a while will learn that they're not concerned about another dog coming because they know we're gonna take care of them and we're not gonna let that other dog come in and do harm or jump on you or start a fight with you or whatever. So the bottom line here is that don't be afraid if you are a new dog trainer, a new pet dog trainer, and you go to a vet, and later we found out that this, this lady had been to three other vets, but don't be afraid if you go to a vet and what they're saying just challenges common sense to thank them for their time and leave and go find another vet. Talk to your friends that are good dog trainers in your area. Find out where they go. We go a long way. We don't, we go a long way for vets and we have a very good vet that we have followed. She's been in three different practices now and we've just stuck with her and we have to drive almost an hour to her, but that's fine because she's a great vet and she thinks like we think. But in closing, uh, if you want an interesting read, go to the, that other article I wrote. We'll put a link in the description for this video on many vets don't deserve your respect or your business. And if you have any questions at all 
on dog training, on breeding, on uh, medical questions for your dog, ask them. There's a possibility that your question might not be detailed enough for us to offer a really good answer. And if that's the case, we'll write you back and say, we need a little more detail. What about this, this, and this? What are you doing here? Or what's your dog doing in these scenarios? And then Cindy will answer. There's some Q and A's that we get that have uh, four, five, six, back and forth, back and forth. And then the cool thing about our system is that when you ask a question, you have to put your email address in there. Not because we're gonna spam you, never do it, never will. We don't sell our email lists. And the reason that we require the email is though, so when we put that question into our database, we can tie it to your email address. And then if you come back a week later, a day later, a year later, with another question, Cindy pulls your email up and there's all the questions and all the answers that she's given you in the past. So it just makes for a very productive way of keeping track of everybody because we get so many questions and we don't mind it because we help a lot of people. And when we help people, they come back and buy dog training supplies and parts and online courses from us. I'm not stupid here, that's why we do it. But we enjoy doing it too. We enjoy helping people live with their dogs.